won a seat and we won't admit it these days, but he tried to worm his way out of playing to, to take his 10 grand to go fishing instead. And um, no, I held firm and I reckon he's probably pretty happy I did. So, it just yeah. makes you wonder how many fish you'd have to catch yeah. to, to throw yeah, away I, I over a million dollars worth yeah, of prize money. Like, of all the times I've mentioned that story to him once, he's only admitted to me privately one-on-one that, yep, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> it sounds like you still went fishing though. As a shark at that Aussie Millions game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the Drinks with Jackson podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jackson. And today we've ventured down to uh, Club Italia for the APL PT. And thankfully, I've got uh, Joel Williams and Ben Young in front of me. How are you guys? G'day, Jackson. Yeah, good. Thanks for having us. Good. Easy. So uh, before we really get into things, uh, I was just wondering if you could give listeners a brief overview as to who you are and your involvement in the APL. I guess I'll start. Um I worked at the Casino Crown for about 10 years, yep. had a family, and then somehow fell back into poker as a casual worker and um, moved my way into events manager, um, and now I'm doing the APLPT national events role alongside with the logistics, so I'm full-time now. Um, it's a big part of my life, and you know, it used to be something that was outside of my comfort zone. It definitely feels like my comfort zone now. Um, working alongside Joel's been great. Awesome. Um, we used to work a little bit at Crown, didn't... Didn't connect there, but um, we've, we've made a great connection now. So yeah, so good. It. Very nice. Uh, I'm Joel Williams. So I was the, uh, among many other things, I was eventually the tournament director at Crown Melbourne. Yep. Uh, so from about 2012 onwards, I was pretty much solely responsible for the Aussie Millions and every other major tournament that Crown ran. And then uh, COVID hit and we all stood down. Melbourne, you know, as we know, was a bit of a ghost town there for a while and uh, Times changed and the APL reached out what, during that period and, and discussed the idea of the APL Poker Tour and the, the, more we, the more we chatted, the more I liked the idea and thought I could contribute and uh, here we are. So I've been the um, Major Events Director here at APL, which is basically looking after the APL Poker Tour across the country since early 2021 and then recently made Head of Poker. So I'm here to stay and uh, yeah, it's, it's been fantastic so far with exciting times ahead. Yeah, so good. Uh, what are your plans for tournaments over the next five to ten years? Is there anything new on the horizon? Yeah, look, there's always new stuff on the horizon. Poker's sort of ever-evolving and there's there's trends and, and, and shifts in the market. And the biggest thing that I've learned coming from my previous role where we were really only dealing to the Melbourne market outside of major series where, we, where obviously there were interstaters and, and internationals involved. But uh, being in this role where we're doing the APL Poker Tour across... SA, New South Wales, Queensland, Townsville, Tassie, Melbourne, obviously. Um, we're now in a position where we're, we're bouncing around state to state, month to month, and the market is always changing and, and what works in some states doesn't work in others. So we're always looking to, to evolve and, and make changes to satisfy what the players are after mainly. Awesome. Hey, uh, Ben, uh, how do you see poker growing over the next five to ten years? You know, Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, obviously... Joel just touched on uh, the East Coast. Is there any whispers about the West Coast potentially? Perth, Townsville? Um, <clears throat> not so much. Oh, in Perth, Darwin, Not so much in the West Coast. There's a lot of uh, legislation um, issues over there. Yep. Um, and same with like, Northern Territory. It's probably more of a population thing as well. Sure. Um, I think that uh, poker's growing and it has been ever since COVID. Obviously, no one got the chance to do anything during um, COVID and 
once the gates were unleashed, especially here in Melbourne, everyone just frantically went back to it. Yeah. Um, obviously, we have some economic problems at the moment for a lot of people, um, with jobs and everything, but we can just see an upward trend everywhere. So you, we look at our last couple of series um, up in Queensland and uh, New South Wales in January, they're just growing. Um, you look at some of the other leagues as well, they're growing as well. So the appetite's there. Um, you know, International borders are open, people are travelling overseas to play other um, poker events run by other um, companies. Um, yep. And yeah, so I just, I just think it's growing. Um, I don't know where it's going to end and maybe hopefully it doesn't. It's so good. So but between uh, all the poker companies, businesses, organisations, it's really APL, APT? Uh, Pretty much, yeah. Look, the, the landscape's changed a lot with... So I would, I was, I'm probably a little bit biased, but I would argue that Crown Melbourne was the, the home of poker in Australia pre-COVID. Sure. Uh, the Aussie Millions was largely considered to be second only to the WSOP as yep. far as tournaments on the planet. Um, and then COVID hit, obviously, and, and you know, the, the environment changed. And along with that, a lot of the Australian casinos hit regulatory trouble and went through all kinds of investigations and processes that they wouldn't ideally have liked to have gone through and and that's changed things so now the 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 priority with the casino or poker as a priority for the casinos has changed completely so crown hasn't come back online at all as far as tournaments they literally haven't run a tournament since the 2020 aussie millions um star sydney has had problems star gold coast is going through it and and even sky city adelaide to a lesser extent and and the ville and townsville have all experienced constraints and, and regulation issues as such. So what that's meant is it's meant a lot of these poker tools have popped up to try and service the demand. And given that there's so much competition um, and, you know, there's other operators that are just as big as us, it keeps everyone on their toes. And, it, and the players now, somehow it's in, still incredible to me that the players are actually almost more spoilt for choice now than when the casinos were in full flight. And what that does is that ensures that the offerings just keep getting better and better because the players have got the ability to pick and choose. So they can, they keep you on your toes as far as um, as what you're doing and what you're charging and how you're running things simply because they, they have got absolutely heaps of choice these days. Sure. Outside of the uh, Centurion, which is the $2,500 entry, and your Jackstar, which is the 1500 is there any discussions as to a larger tournament to really invite that international basis back to Australia potentially? Yeah, look, obviously the flagship is the APL Million. So that's that's a standalone series held at Southport Sharks each year in yep. August. Um, that broke records last year for being the largest series prize pool on the planet outside of a casino environment. Um, and we're expecting that prize pool to be in excess of probably seven and a half, eight million this year. Wow. Um, and that'll have events so the standard APLPT series will have events has events from eighty dollars to two and a half thousand. Uh, the APL million will see the high roller events increase to five thousand. Um, and we got a a surprising level of international participation last August um, and expecting even more this year. So five K is probably the ceiling at this point, but um, we haven't ruled anything out. There's always the you know, there's always the hope to push past that 10K barrier and beyond. Oh, so good. Hey, Ben, being you're the uh, National Events and Logistics Manager, do you have a, a favourite venue? When it comes to the APLPTs, I'd probably say um, 
Adelaide would be my favourite venue. So really? we run out of Sky City Casino. So good. Um, it's just so nice. Um, City of Churches. City of Churches, yeah. Yep. Spend a bit of time there after the series just to wander around, see cafes and all that sort of stuff with yep. some of the other workers, my friends now. Um, but even the venue itself, um, where we're situated inside the function centre there, it's, it's amazing, big, tall glass windows and you can see the Adelaide Stadium. I think it's called Amy Park. I'm not too sure. Um, and just everything's in the one spot. Um, we, me and Joel agree, like if we could run APLPTs there every yeah. week, we'd do it. Yeah. Um, and obviously it's really good for the players as well because they've got a casino right, right next door. Um, they've got a lot of things to do there. It is a quiet place, but it means you can get through the town in five minutes' time. Mm. So with the APLPTs, that's my favourite venue. Um, I, for, for nightly events though, I still occasionally do some nightly events. So my favourite one there would be the Bridge, which was, used to be formerly known as the Doyle's Bridge Hotel in Morty Alec. Um, that's there every Monday. Um, just like the people that's there. So the yep. crowd keeps me coming back. You know, I work with Stan Goodman, one of the TDs each Monday. Um, it's just the people there. So, so it's not really so much about the venue, but um, yeah. that, that'd be it for the nightly events. Yeah, nice. The key with that too, that we found uh, that we're still getting better at, but we're, we're, we're close to where we want to be, is, is attaching ourselves to world-class venues. It's all very well to run you know, a sensational poker series. But realistically, if it's in the middle of nowhere and it, there's no food options and there's no accommodation options and there's no reason you'd visit that part of the world for any, you know, for yeah. anything other than what you're running, it tends to fall flat and it will always affect your, affect your crowds, obviously, and affect the experience the players have. Yeah. Um, so Southport Sharks, uh, Sky City Adelaide that Ben mentioned, which is probably my favourite too, Um they're just world-class venues. The Ville in Townsville, we do two events a year there, and that's just like playing in the middle day. of a postcard. It's yeah. just um, unbelievable. Um, and, and even the venues in Sydney, we're working out of some of the biggest clubs in Sydney that have you know, been established for 50-plus years. So I, the more we attach ourselves to good venues, uh, the easier our job is and the more you know, pleasurable it is in the, in the process. Oh, the happier the players are. And exactly the, right. The happier yeah. they are, the happier we are. So their, their moods dictate ours and ours dictates theirs. So there, the venue, just sort of that, that vibe that, um, I, don't, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but that vibe really is. There, there's um, a sense of community, Absolutely. I think, yeah. around poker. Um, and having a bit of a chat to you yesterday, Ben, uh, you know, when I, I posed the question, hey, can we do a podcast? What's the podcast about? Uh, it's... The running theme is things that I'm interested in, uh, being craft beer, stand-up comedy, poker, and just anything that interests me along the way, you know, interviewing mates. So it's it's uh, good to know that I've got a fellow uh, craft beer drinker across yeah. the uh, table They're from me. They're all great things. If I can have craft beer and comedy and craft beer and poker every other night, I'd be a pretty happy person, you know. Oh, 100%. So, you know, like craft beer has been something I've been into for the last um, 12 months or so. Yep. Um, been great. I've been to places in Tassie. Um, New South Wales, New Zealand, Victoria, obviously, and South Australia. You know, some of my favourites would be banks and garage projects. Um, but that's one of the other great things about doing this for work, um, especially in my position to get to go around and see this sort of stuff before and after the events, and so do a lot of the other TDs. So yep. that's one of the things we do um, promote within the company and to get players to start working with us. We've got the work, they get to play, and they get to travel. Some of the TDs and dealers, they clock off for the night, they had enough, they're like, oh, I'll come back, I'll play a game, and you'll see that a few of them actually win the game sometimes. So yeah. there's a lot there for, for everyone um, to work with us. So not, not just in the poker space, but once they're traveling, like, you know, if, if you're listening now and you're, you want to work with us and you want to travel and you want to play poker and you want to go to craft breweries or maybe comedy in a different town, 
um, where the place to come work. Obviously, we've just touched on, you know, things that you do outside of work and your, your hobbies. What about yourself, Joel? What, what do you do once you take the jacket off? Um, yeah, it's um, it's all encompassing at the moment. We seem to be travelling non-stop. But yep. uh, I'm a mad footy fan here in Melbourne. I'm a Melbourne supporter and have been all my life. And, and uh, even despite the PTs, I still duck away and get to the footy whenever I can. Yep. Uh, and at home, I've got two little... Not so little anymore, but ten and twelve year old boys that keep me pretty busy as well. So, so yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, you gonna hit up round one? You reckon? While you, yeah, yeah we're gonna discuss that shortly. Uh, <laughs> I may be missing for a few hours on Saturday night, but yep. I'll be just up the road at the MCG. So I think I might sneak <laughs> off Thursday night to see Carlton beat Richmond. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, nothing better than a season opener. I oh, love round one. Just so the atmosphere. Exactly. I think right. it really, you know, everyone's itching the. Yeah, yep. no, I'll turn the phone off for three hours and go see Melbourne Western Bulldogs. So, so good. Miss calls, 20 calls from Benjamin. Yeah, no. guaranteed. <laughs> the place yep. is burnt down. <laughs> it doesn't matter because Melbourne are in front. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, do both of you have a favourite poker story, good or bad, or something that really stands oh, out to you boys? There was one time, um, it's just a really weird one, happened between other players. I usually don't like hearing the stories all the time, but this one, they... It was the first stand of one of our um, state champs, so we run those every three months, and I think it was every month at the time. Yeah. First hands, two players, didn't quite like each other, a little bit rivals. Sure. Um, it was aces versus aces, and one of them got a royal flush. Ooh, yeah. that's sick. That's actually a true story. State champs, first hand, bang, done. So that's probably the most unique one. Um, I can't think of anything else right now. Maybe Joel. Um, yeah, look, I'll... I don't know, I've been around poker now for more than 20 years. I was involved uh, from about the year 2000, um, working at the Crown Poker Room when, you know, this is pre-Joe Hashem, pre-Texas Hold'em explosion, you know, with a room full of... Uh, so 2004? 2005, yeah. Five. So, um, yeah, I've, it's hard to pinpoint one or two. I mean, there's a lot of favourites across the Aussie Millions. I was in charge of that for a, lot of, a long time and, and there's always good stories, you know, out of $8 million prize pools, you know, I... One of my favourites was Shireen Vajiram, who's a local yeah. Melbourne, Melbourneian. I think I saw him yesterday, actually. He might be floating around here, I think. And uh, he, um, yeah, he was a good one. He he was a local player. He was actually an APL player at the time. And uh, he was planning a fishing trip for during Aussie Millions and oh, no. was, all, was all set. And he, uh, he, was playing, he was fishing, I think, somewhere in New South Wales and he got... 100 or 200 k's down the road and his check engine light came on and he thought, oh, I better do the right thing and check this out. So he came back to Melbourne and they said his car will be two or three days and this is probably in between maybe Christmas Day and New Year's Day and Aussie Millions was, I think on, off the top of my head, was starting on the 4th or 5th of Jan from memory. And he rang me and he said, oh, is there any Aussie Millions sats going on? And I said, yeah, there's this one, it's $110 and play that. So anyway, he plays, comes in, plays a satellite, wins a seat to $10,600 main event. And then he spends the next week trying to get out of playing it. I can't play. I've got to go. I've got this fishing trip, blah, 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 blah. And, and the one big rule I always had was you've got to play. You know, you don't necessarily have to play this year. You, you'll never lose it, but you can't transfer your first seat. You've got to play it if you've won it. So he reluctantly plays this Aussie Millions main event and five days later becomes a winner for $1.6 million. So that was a good story. He was, you know, he was an APL player that played a satellite and won a seat and 
we won't admit it these days, but he tried to worm his way out of playing to to take his Ted Grant and go fishing instead. And um, no, I held firm, and I reckon he's probably pretty happy I did. So it just yeah. makes you wonder how many fish you'd have to catch yeah, to, to throw yeah, away I, I over a million dollars worth yeah, <laughs> of prize money. Like, of all the times I've mentioned that story to him once, he's only admitted to me privately one-on-one that yep that's exactly what happened <laughs> it sounds like you still went fishing though the shark at that Aussie Millions game yeah, oh yeah, yeah so, no that, that was a good one that was yeah that was, that was a good one but you, you did it's it's the players that, that make the best stories you know like you, you deal with so many players I dealt with a lot of the biggest names on the planet through through Crown and Aussie Millions oh you would have and then in this environment you get some huge names as well. You know, we've got internationals playing. We've got WSOP bracelet winners in the room. We've got Joe Hashem confirmed as coming for the Centurion today. You know, it's just endless. So it's the players that, um, yeah, they they make the stories and they dictate our uh, our level of enjoyment a lot of the time. That's incredible. I was, I was a bit shocked. Uh, I come down every now and then uh, on a Saturday night. I had a 350 game here. Uh, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. William Lim. Yeah, William oh, Lim. <laughs> He's a character. He, he comes to my Monday game every mm. week. Oh, like really? I was talking about before. He, he loves coming down and playing there and plays up here at Club Italia almost every week as well. So yeah. he's a big name in Melbourne. He's a regular, regular. Oh, it's incredible. I think, knows I think he's number though. three. He's top ten mm. uh, on the APL. You know. Yeah. Not a yeah, oh, he's... Um, yeah, he's everywhere. The uh, mystery <laughs> bounty satellite yesterday, I reckon he would have fired six or seven yeah, bullets. Yeah, he does that. It was just yep. incredible. Yeah, he's known for that. <laughs> oh. He'll never die wondering. He'll either have chips or he won't have chips. There's no in-between. He'll never be average stack. So. You've got to back yourself too in, in those, uh, I think, mm. those 15-minute blinds. Yeah. Yeah, it was – yeah, you had to back yourself. Yeah, yeah, so. you've got to make a move early, and he's good at that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> First hand, not, not, not shy for that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Ben, do you have a favourite poker player overall? Mine's Tony G, for obvious reasons. I'm okay. a bit of a yapper on the table, and, and I love just – I don't think you could get away with, you know, telling uh, a Russian poker player to go back to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> um, Favourite poker player? Um, it's a difficult one, probably one that, uh, you know, it's not internationally known or anything like that. Yeah. But there's a player called John Mingos that plays at my games every week. Um, when I first started as a casual TD, like I mentioned before, I was a bit more timid, a bit more reserved, yeah. a little bit less organised than I am now, and – um, he'd come to my game at Matthew Flinders Hotel in, in Melbourne, yeah. um, one of those good venues. And I still to this day don't quite understand him. I never know whether to take him seriously or not. Um, but there's just something special about that guy. So a lot of players you know, find the same thing about him. He's, he's extremely smart and intelligent, friendly and giving, um, but then also like, he shuts off sometimes and just wants to play cards. But, yeah. um, Is it's that bipolar or...? No, it's just the personality. He's just... Yeah. Um, it's it's just it's just a good one to have around. Whenever you see a certain players walk in the room, that lifts your spirit somehow. And for me, John Mingos is probably the one that lifts my spirit the most. Um, but I can't really put my finger on why. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky question actually. I was going to say it'd be, uh, at it'd a, be at a local fun for you. at a local level, oh, I probably can't single anyone out. I mean, yep. I and yesterday was a perfect example. We haven't we haven't done a PT here in Melbourne for twelve months, um, and obviously with the poker market being pretty starving in Melbourne. We're always going to expect an enormous day. And yesterday was like a family reunion. I couldn't take two steps without shaking hands and catching up with just a bazillion different crown players that I've spent, you know, 20 years with. So so I won't single out a local because um, that'll probably get me into trouble. But, uh, yeah, the um, the internationals are a bit special. You, you start dealing with some of those sort of top 1% guys. Um, you ever deal with Phil Helmuth? Yeah, I've dealt with Phil. I've dealt with Phil Ivey, uh, Negranu. Steve O'Dwyer, you know, 
Stephen Chidwick, I mean, Fido Holtz, you name him, I've, I've, I've been involved with all of them. Um, Fido Holtz was probably my, uh, he was probably my favourite if I had to have a favourite. Anyone yep. that can have about 13 million in career earnings and retire from poker at the age of 23. That's incredible. Just unbelievable. And he used to, he came to Aussie Millions in 18, 19 and 20 because he liked it. He wasn't playing. He, he literally retired from poker at the age of, I think it was 22 or 23. And he came to Aussie Millions basically as a social event, you know, uh, on the back of my relationship with him and a couple other key guys at, at, and girls at Crown that just had good relationships with him. And he saw it as a working holiday. So to get a guy of that sort of calibre that, you know, is, is just arguably the best player in the world at the time and making the trip across the country straight after Christmas basically just to catch up and, you know, had a habit of firing bullets in the 10K and the 100K and the 250K events, even though he's, you know, technically retired from the game. So yep. he's a fairly unique individual, but, yeah, he's, he's one of my favourites for awesome. sure. Did you ever find that uh, APL – oh, sorry – uh, Aussie Millions uh, being sort of run at the same time as the Australian Open was always a, quite a challenge for the... No, it was the opposite. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was the opposite. 2020, we lost that synchronicity with the tennis. So we started very, started the series very early, I think on the 3rd or the 4th of Jan. Yep. And it actually hurt the series to an extent. So we found... Um, we, we basically found that Melbourne is a is a great place to be in January. You know, the, the weather's as good as it gets and, and the tennis being alongside um, that tournament in particular just made that uh, decision more attractive, if you like. It would give people something to do if they weren't playing. Yeah, too. yeah, exactly right. And, I mean, tennis is obviously as international a, a game as you get, you know, yeah. so it appeals to many, many different countries and that helped the international participation at Aussie Millions for sure. You know, and we, up until 2020, where things went a little bit um, haywire, a little bit haywire. But um, up until then, we actually tried to keep that synchronicity with the tennis, simply for that reason. Sure. Do you have anything to add, uh, Ben, as to like the synchronicity of how things sort of run from like a? Actually, sorry to jump in. We had yeah. one in Tassie recently where we the, we had a Tassie event that, oh, that was that, alongside that Red Festival. What um, was it? Is it? Chinese? No. no, no, no. Big festival in Tassie. I can't remember the... It's Dark... Dark Mofo. Dark oh, Mofo. That's yes. it. Yeah. That, yeah. That's Dark Mofo. Beers and the food. people behind Dark Mofo. Dark Mofo, Just that's beers it. and food. Like, they, they, they turned their, their wharf or their dock into this place where everyone could just go and yeah, try all the food from all around Tasmania. Um, and, and it helped our crowds, whole, didn't it? Whole, it helped our crowds being alongside it. It did. And yeah. the whole area was filled up with red lights and mm. the whole theme, the vibe for Hobart was great. Like... Mm. Um, Definitely one of my favourite times of last year for sure. Yeah. Um, so, so we've. We, I mean, it doesn't matter where you are. If you if you're working, if you're working along, as long as it doesn't affect your ability to get accommodation and flights and that sort of stuff. If you can try and line yourselves up with with something that's sort of showcasing the city or the or the state that you're in, it I, helps. I think that's what helps as well. The APL Million as well, because mm. we're in the Gold Coast, so it's a family destination. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, poker players, mums or dads, whoever's playing, or the kids with their parents can go off and play poker, and then go off to the movie world and see yep. world and all exactly. that sort of stuff. Yeah. There's something to do. So, if you had Southwell Sharks, the exact same venue in the middle of yeah. desert, you'd have far less people. So yeah, correct. That, that synchronicity is there for sure. Um, if it. we can always hypothetically line up with something we have a better outcome yeah for sure that uh, Dark Mofo um, sort of aligns itself with the museum of old and new art Mona yeah, Mona yep. uh, and the person really behind that uh, David Walsh mm. is a professional gambler he is so yep. it's uh, 
Yeah, yeah it ties yeah, in, so doesn't it? It sort of ties it? in it does, quite yeah. well. So. That's a fascinating yeah. place. If you ever played the Airport PT in Tassie to yeah. go there. Yeah, Rest Point? No, I'm talking about... Staying at Rest Point? Yeah, talk, talk, yeah. Staying at Rest Point, but going to that... Um, Mona? Gallery. Mona, mm. yeah. It's fascinating. It doesn't feel like an art gallery. If you've ever been to one and don't like it, you'll yep. go there and love it. Oh, it's, so it's, it's just got so many weird, quirky things. Yeah? Yeah, it's cool. Awesome, guys. Well, uh, if listeners really want to get a bit more of an understanding of the APL and maybe reach out to you guys, do you, is there any sort of contacts or Yeah, absolutely. Playapl.com play is yep. the website. Uh, we're both accessible uh, either in person through the PTs or through social channels or um, obviously through the website. We, uh, yeah, we're... We're pretty easy to spot. We're on the floor 24-7 throughout these poker tours. And as I said, we're doing, I think, 15 or 16 events this year across the country. So, sure. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty easy to find these days. The non-stop APLPT tour. It is. We call it the travelling circus. So it's good fun. Awesome, guys. Well, uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to have a chat. And, yeah, pr- appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thanks Cheers. for having us. Cheers. Yeah, thanks, great. guys. See ya. Bye.